Our first reading from the sacred text comes from Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14, and can be found on page 759 of the Old Testament section of the Pew Bible. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophecy to these bones and and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophecy to the breath, prophecy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves. O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. So Liz read to us, thank you, um, the Valley of the Dry Bones story from the prophet Ezekiel, one of our uh, major prophets along with Isaiah and Jeremiah from, from the Old Testament Hebrew Scriptures. Um, and we're going to try to dig into this story just a little bit today and have a chance to talk to each other about uh, some things that it might evoke. Um, but the first thing it made me think about was, you know, it, it's kind of a vision, it's kind of... It kind of reads like some of the dreams I have, you know. I don't know how many of you have these dreams where it's like, whoa, what happened last night, you know. Um, But I have some of those dreams. last few weeks it seems like I've had a number of them, but I've been trying to actually pay attention. And it's weird because sometimes when you have a dream, you, you say maybe to someone in your house or whatever, I had this weird dream last night, and they say, tell me. And you start telling them, and you say, well, I don't know why I'm telling you, because it makes no sense. 
And as you tell the dream, the things that you remember about it, all of a sudden, uh, little connections to your actual real life happen. Or you get to the end and maybe you didn't notice it, and the person you're telling to says, well, that's an important dream. I say, what? (laughs) Andy does that to me a lot. Um, And uh, so... Ezekiel, I don't know if it was in a dream or a vision or exactly how this came, came forward, but he has this, uh, this imagining of what's really happening. And it's imagined through the valley of the dry bones. Um, and it's quite the imagining in kind of a, a, you know, you might say a reality but negative kind of direction. Uh, these bones are or dead, I mean, that's how it, it all starts. That's what bones are when they're just laying there with nothing on them. Um, we, we heard a little bit of a imagining from another perspective yesterday. I don't know how many of you heard uh, the Episcopal Bishop of the United States, the presiding Bishop Michael Curry, and his uh, preaching about love at the royal wedding. I didn't watch it live. No, I'm not that crazy. But uh, I did go on and watch it later. Um, and it was an amazing sermon, imagining what a world would be like if we really took the love message of Jesus and the scriptures seriously. Um, and I think maybe Ezekiel's kind of getting to some of that too, because it imagines that what we think is dead is not necessarily always dead. That with God, um, some new flesh can be put back on the bones that we thought were gone where everything was gone. And he talks about the bones being the whole house of Israel. Well, that would communicate, that would be like the whole world for us today, right? You know, practically. Um, So what I want you to spend a couple minutes doing, whether you consider it the whole house of Israel or, um, or... the whole culture that we live in or the whole the country that we live in or this church or family or maybe it's your own life in some way. Um, I want you to pair up again and deal with a couple of questions and just have a conversation about these a little bit. Um, I, I am going to say that couples, go find somebody else. You can talk at home later and redo it if you want to. Um, yes, even you two today, because you had last week, okay? <laughs> um, and uh, here's what I want you to just have a little bit of conversation about for a few minutes. Um, what are the dry bones that you see today? At whatever level you want, in your life, in the world, in the culture, whatever. What are those things that to you seem to have lost their life? They seem to be down in the valley. They seem to be bare and dead. What are some of those things? And if you have time, or you can choose this one as well, whichever way you want to go, Um, if there's an experience in your life where you thought something was, was really dead, there was nothing left, and you were sad about that, but something revived it. Tell that story, share that story with each other. Something brought it back, and you hoped again. Um, So, find someone to chat with for a few minutes, and uh, I don't know if we have an even or odd number. If we have an odd number, you can have one threesome, but uh, um, but let's just pair up one with another person and chat about this for a couple of minutes, and if I'm not clear, call me over and I'll clarify for you.
Alright? You can move.
Our second reading from the sacred text today comes from the second chapter of Acts, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven, living in Jerusalem, And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judah and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we heard God saying to Ezekiel, I will put my spirit within you and you shall live. And now we have the Pentecost story. A story about that very thing happening. About the spirit taking over as a flame, as a fire. All kinds of different people. It's an amazing, amazing story. Um, Now, I, I think for most of us Christians, it seems like a fantastical story. Unless you grew up a, like a Pentecostal. Anybody here grew up Pentecostal? All right. Um, now, we don't have too much of that around here, although I saw it last Sunday, but it didn't happen in church. I saw it downstairs. Did any of you see Odin eating his, uh, the ginger snaps that uh, Tice made last week? He was 
chewing on it, closed his eyes, and he started to get a big smile on his face as he kept chewing, and then he went like this. And he kept on chewing. So I thought maybe there was a Pentecostal in our midst. I'm not really sure, but, <laughs> but it was a fascinating moment to see. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, so you can all try it next time downstairs, okay? If you want, you try it up here, I don't care. Um, but I, I think sometimes we're a little uncomfortable with this idea of the, the spirit kind of taken over like that and what exactly that means. So I'd like you to, to get back with your, uh, with your partner if you can um, and uh, to have a little bit of conversation about what do you think, what does it mean to you? Maybe it means nothing, so talk about that if it does. What does it mean to you to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And with that, has it ever happened to you? That you said, I know this has happened. Have you ever seen it happen in a group setting? Or have you seen it happen to somebody else? What do you think that means? To be filled with the Spirit. So have a little conversation about that for a couple minutes. I think that I think that the experience of Pentecost. 
to figure out 